Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love. We're your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Welcome to the Revive uh, Mission Revive podcast. Once again, we have another very important and timely guest, I believe. Uh, I'll be going solo today because my partner, Bob Newberry, was having uh, computer problems, which really always means that we have an important topic, as I said. And we're going to be talking about the Blessed Mother and some of the devotions that she has asked for of her children, all of us, uh, for these times especially. And I'm very grateful grateful to have Regina Hardy here, who will be talking with us. So I'm going to read her bio and then ask her to come on. Hi, Regina, there you are. No, you're fine. I probably jumped in a little early. Good morning. That's fine. (laughs) I have a beautiful bio, but I want the readers to know if they don't know, I mean, the the readers, the listeners to know if they don't know already that you were born into an Irish Catholic family in a small town in very northern New York, which I didn't know. What town is that? Uh, North Bangor. Ah, see, I've never heard of it. I live yeah, in New York it's, all it's my life. It's near, near Malone. The oh, United yes. Potsdam. <laughs> that big, huge town of Malone. I do know that one. Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> okay, great. And um, you remember your dad praying the rosary during mm-hmm. mass yep. and your mom directing the choir and their lives and activities formed around many church events, mm-hmm. often related to the Blessed Virgin Mary. After attending college in Canton, I attended college in Canton too. Another little known fact that you probably didn't know about me. I didn't. I know. She worked in Syracuse for 28 years. Mm-hmm. The bulk of that time at Alling and Corey Paper mm-hmm. Company. But in December of 1995, your sister Joe asked for prayer because she was diagnosed with cancer. And this one request changed Regina's life. It led to new people and places and a deeper desire to know her faith. And in 1998, Regina and Joe traveled to Magigoria. And the inspiration from that pilgrimage was to do something with her faith. She became the head of faith formation at Christ the King Church um, in Liverpool in 2000. And she worked there for 13 years. Now she's retired, but I don't know. We've got to use that term loosely, Regina. Yeah. You cover a lot of territory. Um, now she's retired and she attends Holy Cross Church in DeWitt. She's a member of their rosary prayer group. And she also helps with rosary making and distribution through the Nelson and Alice Kirkpatrick rosary makers at the CNY Marion Center. So your life truly has been devoted to the Blessed Mother, whether you knew it or not, right? Yeah. Yeah, even as a child, you know, you, you remember things like May crownings, you know, um, special prayers to Our Lady, mm-hmm. um, Our Lady statue in every church. Um, and there probably was kind of a, a dull spot for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but after Joe asked me to pray for her and I began to pray the rosary, it just totally took off. Mm-hmm. Um, and our associate pastor this morning, Father Foley, in his homily talked about Mary because today's the queenship of Mary. Oh, what a perfect time for us to be um, recording this, right? And, um, you know, he said, Mary has no judgments. Mm -hmm. And I realized when he said that, I've always thought of Mary as very gentle because it was her that led me to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
I could go to her. It didn't matter what had happened in my life. I could go to her and she took me to her son. So no judgments, very gentle. And she is someone who draws us close to her and then leads us directly to Jesus. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I see that statue behind you and it yes. does have her, her heart exposed. Tell me yes. about her heart. Tell um, me about her, what we know as the Immaculate Heart. The Immaculate Heart. Um, Jesus has asked us to honor her Immaculate Heart because it is um, despised, denigrated in many different ways. And Jesus has asked us to draw closer to her Immaculate Heart. And um, the Immaculate Heart of Mary is just, uh, this is a statue from Fatima. And it's the statue that signifies the beginning of the first Saturday devotions when she came with her in, in the appearance with her immaculate heart exposed so that she could talk to Lucia about the first Saturday devotions. Lucia was the oldest of the three children, right? That yes. she appeared to in Fatima, Portugal. Yes. Was that, mm -hmm. I think it was in 19, what, 13? It was, when, it, when did she? Uh, 1917. Oh, 1917. Yeah. yeah. So it really yeah. wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of, of No, bands. it wasn't. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yes. Nope. Um, and, uh, you're right. When she first, first mentioned first Saturday devotions to the children, all three were alive. Um, okay. but then she came later to Lucia alone and talked to her about how that would play out. Mm. What is it? Tell me about it. Okay. Well, with the first Saturday devotions, when she came, it's to do five very simple things, four very simple things. Um, she's asked us to pray the rosary, to receive communion go to confession and spend 15 minutes with her in conversation on set on the first Saturday on the first Saturday of, of every month and she's asked us to do five and one thing that Deacon Bob Ellis points out from the world apostolate of Fatima bluearmy.com um, is don't just do five and stop you know because you hear five first Saturdays and you go okay January February March April May five I'm done and that's not what it's meant to be it's right, meant right. to be lifelong and ongoing, like our faith formation. And um, so we're asked to continue this. And every time we complete five, to pray for another soul, so that we're praying for souls as we do this. Um, because the purpose ultimately is to save souls. Mm, uh, isn't that beautiful? You know, a lot of us have that heavy on our hearts. Mm -hmm. We have, we, we know people who we're worried about. We're worried yeah. about their souls. We're worried about the condition of the world. Um, we're worried about our children and our grandchildren. And here mm -hmm. our mother gives us this, this way to this very simple, like you said, it's very simple mm -hmm. uh, way, this instruction that she's given us yeah. that will, will, will save souls that yes. will save the world that will yes. bring us the peace that we want yeah isn't that just like our mother a mother yes. a loving mother to give that to us yeah it's it's what will bring about the triumph of her immaculate heart mm -hmm. um the other part of this and it's very important is uh, we of course all know um that the pope was asked to make the consecration of russia to her immaculate heart that was done successfully in 1984 by Pope John Paul II. The second part of that that was asked for was for the first Saturday devotions to be done. Mm -hmm. Those actually began because there had been a numerous attempts to do make the consecration prior to Pope John Paul II. Um, there had actually been um, 
the first Saturday devotions had started and they'd been ongoing at that time. So somehow things started to wane, you know, um, in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. And the devotion kind of got a little bit um, not as well spread. And Mm -hmm. so after Pope John Paul II did it, he and Pope Benedict both really started to stress this devotion um, on first Saturdays. So it's begun again, and it's beginning with people like you and me, um, the people we meet, the people we can spread it to, small groups, because it is so important, because this is the part that's missing, because people will ask, well, why wasn't Russia converted? But there were amazing things that happened after Pope John Paul II's consecration, the, you know, tearing down of the Berlin Wall, the churches opened up, you know, but there had been so many years that that had not taken place when she first asked that now we you know we're suffering the consequences and we have to do our part which is that first Saturday devotion Um, and there are five specific reasons that we're asked to do that okay what are they okay Um, those reasons and I've got to read them because I don't have them memorized but um, Jesus appeared to Lucia after Our Lady spoke to her about starting the first Saturdays and locution and then locution he asked her to do this because there are five ways in which people offend the immaculate heart of Mary they have attacks upon her immaculate conception Mm. they attack her perpetual virginity They attack her divine maternity and the refusal to accept her as the mother of all mankind. For those who try, and this one hurts me, I think very, very much, for those who try to publicly implant in children's hearts indifference, contempt, and even hatred of this Immaculate Mother. And to think about people trying to instill that in little children against the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. And for those who insult her directly in her sacred images. And we know that's happened. We've seen quote unquote, works of art and other things. Um, So we know that has happened and it's just been horrific what has happened and the way people disrespect her. You know what, Regina, I'm going to ask you to read those again, just because I do and go through them. We're going to go through them slowly because I think they really, um, you know, they beg us to reflect on that in our Mm -hmm. own lives. So let's start with the first one. Okay. Um, And I'm just going to read a paragraph just before that on this little card I have about First Saturday devotion, um, because it explains something to me too, even today. Why Mm -hmm. five Saturdays? Christians have always honored the Blessed Virgin on Saturday Mm -hmm. because of her constant faith in Jesus on that first Holy Saturday before the resurrection. Ah, Yes. So according to Sister Lucia, the five first Saturdays of reparation are the first to defend against attacks upon Mary's immaculate conception. Oh, immaculate conception. What is the immaculate conception? The immaculate conception is that she was born without original sin. She yes. was pure and holy to be the temple of God. Right. We believe Jesus. that. Yes. That is a dogma of the church, the mm-hmm. Catholic church. That is to be believed we Mm -hmm. believe that yes that she was it's not that it's not jesus's conception a lot of people get mixed up with that but it's 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 her immaculate she said when she appeared to who Mm -hmm. um saint 
Catherine Labore. Catherine of Labore. Mm -hmm. I am the Immaculate yep. Conception. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing that um, Maximilian Colby, he yes. spent most of his life reflecting yep. on that and yes. really coming to know her that mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. We would do well to really, really meditate on her mm -hmm. as the Immaculate Conception mm -hmm. so that we can really understand what she meant when she said that, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Yes. And and it was Bernadette at Lourdes who the priest had asked for proof that this was the Blessed Mother and asked for her some proof, her name. And so Bernadette went running to him saying, Immaculate Conception, Immaculate Conception. And there was no way that Bernadette could have known that. But when the priest heard her say, I am the Immaculate Conception, mm -hmm. he knew that Bernadette was truly seeing the Mother of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So we believe that and we live, mm -hmm. we live by that knowledge of knowing mm -hmm. that she's our perfect mother. Yes. 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 Okay. What's the next one? The second attack is against her perpetual virginity. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, I, I think what happens is we think that we know better a lot of the time, right? We, we, mm. we put our human logic to things instead yeah. of accepting the mystery of, of her virginity, of her perpetual sure. virginity. So we try to, we try to put her in the box of a human mother mm -hmm. and, and I, and a lot of theologians do that and all of that. And yet she was perpetually a virgin and yes. that is the, the, he is God incarnate. He can mm -hmm. do anything. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it does. There's, there's, you know, you always hear people who question that also because she was married to Joseph and you hear the scripture about uh, brothers of Jesus, you know, yes. and those are all explained as you listen to the traditions and the teachings of theologians about the relationship of brothers and that word being cousins. And, you know, close family. So, um, but people will take that and misconstrue it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have hope of, for purity because of her, right? Because yes, of her. Yes. We have hope in her son and, 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 and the virgin birth of her son. We have yes. hope for purity, purity of heart. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so she is our model, right? I mean, she was a creature. Yes. There's no, she's just like us. Oh. She is she's yes. human. She wasn't divine you know, mm -hmm. like Jesus was a divine, but yet we, we need to, we sins of purity that most people fall into hell for is what she said. Yeah. So, you know, sins against purity. So this is really important for us to meditate on mm -hmm. again, you know, she gives us these, these, uh, the, the, these, uh, ways in which we can honor her hearts. Yeah. So I love that. That's yeah. the next one. <laughs> Um, the third one, attacks upon her divine maternity and the refusal to accept her as the mother of all mankind. Mm, she is. Yeah. yeah. If there's anything that um, I know in, in coming to know the Blessed Mother in my own prayer life is that she doesn't discriminate against any of her children. We're all yeah. her children. Mm -hmm. all her children mm -hmm. and and so she and how she her heart breaks when we don't act like that yeah you know and that's why she wants so hot so much for us to follow the prescription to have peace among us like any mm -hmm. mother wants yeah. her children to be 
at peace with one another and not yeah. fighting. Yeah. Just, just like Father Foley said this morning, no judgments, you know, yeah. she just loves us, you know, yeah. and, and when you think about everything that she suffered through watching her son die on the cross and knowing that that was a sacrifice for us. And yet she still loves us, every single one of us, no matter what we've done. And she, her greatest longing is to take us back to her son. Yeah. It was, uh, it's funny, I didn't go to mass this morning, but I, the one thing that I've been reflecting on today is her, as her title is Mother of Mercy. Mm. Mother of Mercy. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it sounds like the hot you know the homily that you had it was all about mm -hmm. her, her merciful heart mm -hmm. which is is drawn draws us to the God, god's merciful heart yes of her son and yeah they're all yeah. entwined in one they are yeah uh, what's next four for those who try to publicly implant in children's hearts indifference contempt and even hatred of this immaculate mother we see this so much right now yeah 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 and and sometimes it's a direct attack on her but then other times it's through other teachings that are being done that turn you totally away from her and her immaculate heart right um yeah and her divine maternity mm -hmm. and and how her divine maternity um makes our maternities holy <laughs> you know and sacred you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's yeah. just like just all the denigration that happens yeah for women and children right now in our culture and our world it's just it's it's almost unfathomable the, mm -hmm. the level you know and and we think that the rosary is such a simple maybe even inconsequential prayer mm -hmm. in the world's eyes and yet we know if we teach that prayer if we teach the prayer of the hail mary to the children mm -hmm. how it's a safeguard how important yeah. it is you remember from your childhood she carried yep. you all the way through i do yep. too and we we have to have that for our children we have to make sure they know her right we do um and that was one of the things that i loved was um, bringing Mary to the children when I was out at Christ the King Church and, and doing the faith formation there. Um, because we we made rosaries, we prayed the rosaries as families. Um, you know, it, it was something that we tried to bring back to that family unit so that someday, maybe not next week or next year or next whatever, but somewhere, sometime, that child would remember that rosary and that those simple little prayers um, that will lead them closer to her heart and closer to her son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, Regina, I, I, I just make it, you're making me think of the fact that a lot of times I'm going to a home enthronement later on Okay. Um, for the sacred heart of Jesus. And yet mm -hmm. when we bring the blessed mother beforehand, she comes, like you say, as mm -hmm. you repeat it over and over. She comes first. She leads us to her son. So we have a statue there and it's a pilgrim statue of the Fatima. Mm -hmm. And she goes and, and um, that used to be a pretty robust apostolate. Of, of for families that they would yes. bring the blessed mother statue maybe teach the rosary or pray as a decade of rosaries together mm -hmm. and, you know that's something i hope 
that can get resurrected. Oh, that would be wonderful. It, you know, Absolutely. the apostle of prayer and mm -hmm. the pilgrim statue visitations to families. That's something mm -hmm. that any, mm -hmm. any religious education program can yeah. institute. Yes. I actually have packets at my, I actually have a whole bunch of packets still. Do you? I yeah. do. I just inherited them. So maybe okay. this is something we can resurrect. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing. And, and as you say that, we did used to have a pilgrim statue. Um, one of the parishioners made a beautiful rolling case on wheels for it. And we'd pack her in with all sorts of, with rosaries and, you know, pamphlets and information and prayer cards. Yes. And we'd yes. let a family keep the, the rosary, the, the statue for a week. Yeah. Yes. I have, I have, I have the packets and I have five, five uh, statues of the Blessed Mother ready okay. to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in case anybody's interested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to hold on to I don't want to hold on to them. And oh, okay. I share let them go. Share. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what this is about. This is spreading that news about Mary and um, getting the statues out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. why do we need statues? I know we got to go to the next thing, but we need statues yeah. because we need representation. We are mm -hmm. in a physical world. Yep. We are in physical bodies. Our eyes are the windows to our souls, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And we need to feast our eyes on something other than a computer game. We need, yes. we need reminders and we need visuals mm -hmm. because that's yes. how we, how we worship really. That's how we conceive in our imagination. And it's mm -hmm. just really co connected to our souls. Yes, it is. It's yeah. not just a statue, right? It no, becomes something much greater. Her, mm -hmm. her great presence with us. Yes, yes. Okay, so there's one more, I think. All right, there's one more. All right, um, and for those who insult her directly in her sacred images. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's really bad. You know that the devil is great at great uh, going to great lengths. Mm -hmm um through through that through the art yes. you know yes yeah, yeah. we were um, just talking about beauty we were just talking about our eyes and what we feast mm -hmm. on and what we look at yeah and the degradation and, yeah and and people just um in addition to which the destruction of the beautiful statues that we have you know of both jesus and mary and the saints mm -hmm. but also then you know what they do between movies statues paintings whatever you call art books you know it's just horrible what's out there that tries to insult her immaculate heart so way back then when she, when jesus spoke he knew well he died for mm -hmm. all of the us all yes. of these sins and ways in which we do it but he especially wants to safeguard and and have the triumph of the of her, of her heart in yes. this world yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. He, um, he came to Lucia and spoke to her in elocution and, you know, and gave her this, these mm -hmm. five acts of reparation, why we need to make reparation for her immaculate heart. It seems so little then what she's asking. It, you know, um, it, you know, to go to confession, go to mass, um, receive communion. And um, I love this little book. Um, it's a little booklet. It's not very long. It's about eight pages, but it gives you, it, it answers all those questions too. Like I can't get to communion on Saturday morning. Cause we always think I got to do it on Saturday morning. You can do it at the Saturday vigil mass. 
Okay. If worse comes to worse, you can do it Sunday morning, as long as you make that intention that that is going to be your first Saturday. Um, The confession, not every parish even has confessions on Saturdays. They might have them on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or some other night during the week. So again, there's that flexibility there, eight days. If you can't make it within eight days, then if you have, if you are grace-filled, okay, if you haven't committed serious sin, you can still make your first Saturday intention and get to confession as soon as you can. Um, You know, so there's, you know, God is flexible. He knows, he knows what our lives are like. He knows what earth is like, you know? Um, So um, there's, there's, I don't want to say flexibility. So we all start doing anything, but you know, the devotion, if you can do it on Saturday is really what the intention is. But if you can't, there is the flexibility in it to do it and do it well, with the intention that this confession or this communion is for the the immaculate heart. Beautiful. That, you know, it's just, it's like your intention and commitment Mm -hmm. and what the state of your heart. Yes. And and we want, we want to always try to be in a state of grace. So this is her way again of drawing us, drawing us back to the heart of Jesus, where we can, we can find the mercy and find the strength really Mm -hmm. to be able to combat all of those things out there. Yes. Yeah. And there's so many things that we're, that we're fighting against. I don't want to say fighting, but um, that we want people to have the good, to have the beauty, to have the sweetness of the, their faith of Jesus and Mary, because they, they are good and sweet. They love us. And it's that love that we can go out and share with others. Right, right. Yeah. So tell me about the rosary making and the rosaries. Oh, and I like yeah. to hear more about how, you know, I have to tell you, I didn't know how to say the rosary until I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And I, I and, and um, I just didn't know my mother, I don't think she knew. I mean, she okay. we always had rosaries and that was always hanging on my bed, but we, I yeah. didn't really know how to say it. And then I was having trouble. And I remember praying to the blessed mother saying, please. And I didn't really have a close relationship with her really um, okay. at that time. And I said, but please, I really want to know how to read. I don't want to know how to do it. I couldn't remember the, 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 the mysteries. And mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning and I just knew it. And it was like, she infused it and I, I, I know it and, Mm -hmm. and she taught me and she just did it. And I know that, that that's one miracle I can attest to that of the blessed mother, because I just struggled so much. It was almost like there was a blockage for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And Mm -hmm. boom, I just, all of a sudden I clicked and I know how to say that. I knew how to say the rosary, but tell me about that. Tell me about, about why it's important. What is it? What is about? Um, you know, it's, it's being able to get that prayer out to everyone. And it's a simple way to do it. You know, we take 53 beads and we make this rosary that's full of our fathers, Hail Marys and Glory Bees. Regardless of how old you are, more than likely you learned those prayers as children. So mm-hmm. the prayers come back easy, putting them in the order that they, you know, they go in, um, that there's all sorts of rosary pamphlets out there on how to pray the rosaries. So the last few years, um, we had a wonderful couple, Nelson and Alice Kirkpatrick, who came to the Marion Center and said, we'd like you to like to teach you how to make rosaries. And they'd been making them for probably 50 years. 
They started back at their first parish, St. Lucy's, and then they were at Blessed Sacrament at the time they came to see us. And um, they came in and taught us how to make rosaries. And that began this, this small spurt of making rosaries. And then what do we do with all these rosaries? <laughs> um, but um, it's developed to, I think, pretty much our primary ministry. I really do believe that it's, it's a great ministry because our Lord wants to get the rosary out there. And it brings, you know, um, we have sent them to nursing homes. As a matter of fact, um, they're filling an order today for um, Loretto, for the deacon who goes there. Um, we send out anywhere from one to 400 or more rosaries at a time, whatever is needed. Wow. Um, we found the, the conferences, the Ignite Conference, the Women's Conference. Um, we send rosaries to all of those events. Mm -hmm. um, a, a week ago, the middle school was going on a pilgrimage up to Our Lady of Fatima Shrine up in Lewiston, and we got a call the day before, and uh, can we get 150 rosaries? Yep, no problem. Wow. So um, yes, it's, yes. it's our joy to send those rosaries out and know that this is bringing Jesus and Mary to someone, whether it's a nursing home, whether it's the youth, whether it's a parish. Um, we were blessed last year at Holy Cross. Um, the Feast of the Assumption fell on Sunday. And it, it was actually celebrated as the Feast of the Assumption, which is rare, but it was celebrated as the Feast of the Assumption. And we were able to actually do um, a rosary after every mass, invite the whole parish to stay after mass. We announced it the week before on the Feast of St. Dominic. Mm -hmm. and and. And uh, we had rosaries out there um, and we hung them on crosses, on cross beams. And we still have one that's out there um, that's we continually keep hang, putting rosaries on, you know, so um, they go. People, people need that comfort, that prayer. Um, and the rosary is such a wonderful way to do it, you know, and it's, it can be out loud in a group. It can be by yourself you know, in meditation, but the rosary is truly a, a spiritual way to connect with Jesus and Mary. Uh, that is so true. And I just know that, you know, there's a lot of opposition. The devil doesn't mm -hmm. want us to say the rosary, just so you know. Right. So yeah. I would, I would, I would ask people just to persevere and then they'll say, well, I don't have time to do a whole rosary. Well, then just do a decade. That's do a just decade. 10 beads. You yeah. know, um, I, I, you know, don't get rigid about it, but just really understand that yeah. any, any offering like that is going to mm -hmm. make a difference in the spiritual yeah. world. We don't see it. We might not know it, but the devil knows it. He doesn't yes. like, he doesn't like the rosary. We know right. this for a fact, right? Yes. So what did you say that, um, I think you said that the head of the blue army, David Crillo said it was yep. a, a weapon of love, right? Yes. A weapon of love. Um, he just yeah. put that article out. It's on the blue army website um, in response to um, the article that you're talking about where the, you know, the rosary was attacked, um, you know, and for people who would like to pray with us, but maybe they can't, maybe they're homebound, you know, maybe they can't get out. Maybe the timing isn't right. Um, EWTN on TV, and I think internet, uh, both have the rosary that you can do. Relevant Radio features a family rosary at night. Um, Divine Mercy Shrine up in Stockbridge um, has a daily rosary online. So all of these are available online as well as on TV. Um, there's so many different ways. And, you know, check with your own parish. See if 
you are praying the rosary there um, at a time maybe after mass, before mass, around adoration. Um, and you know, if you're interested in getting rosaries for your parish, or if you're interested in um, starting a rosary group, you know, the Marian Center and the rosary makers would certainly be happy to help with that. Awesome. Okay, how would they get in touch with you then? We'll um, make sure to put the information okay. up, but let, okay. let us know right now. Yep. Um, they can call us by phone, 315 452 4698. They can email us at cnymarioncenter at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, go to our website and there's a place there where you can rest, you know, and our website's just cnymariancenter.com. Um, so mm -hmm. number of different ways to get in touch with us. That's if awesome. someone is interested, um, we actually made, made rosaries with, um, one of the nursing homes a few weeks ago, and it was a joy, um, you know, and they enjoyed it so much. It was a nice little group of about eight to 10 folks. And there were four of us there who were helping them make their rosaries. Um, and we're happy to go out and do that in places we, in schools, you know, in nursing homes, in a parish group, anywhere. Um, we just bring everything in and uh, we make the rosaries. That's so beautiful. That's wonderful. And I know that you ship rosaries all over the place. So yes. if any, there's no excuse if you don't have a rosary that the <laughs> Marion Center will ship them all over the world to you because people listen to this podcast from all over. Oh, good. So uh, yeah, so don't hesitate to get in touch with Regina and the uh, the CNY Marion Center. Is there anything else before we we close here that you would like us to know, Regina, about the Blessed Mother, your, our mother, and mm -hmm. her rosary and her immaculate heart? Oh, just that everything she does is by the will of God. And this, this is what astounds me because we know that um, she's appeared in Guadalupe. She's appeared in Lourdes. She's appeared in Fatima. She is a creature, like you said, just like the rest of us, but God still sends her to us because he knows that in our depth of sorrow, maybe shame, maybe guilt for anything we've done, we're afraid to go to the father or the son but we can go to her because as Father Foley said, no judgment, as I always felt, she's gentle. She awesome. just is there. She is waiting to love us. And she brings us God's love, you know, just like God wants to put his love in us to share with others. That's what she brings to us is God's love in her. And everything she does, she does through his will. And his will is to come to all of us and to bring us all back to his heart. Awesome. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know what I love that we started out with, with talking about her gentleness mm -hmm. and her care mm -hmm. and compassion for us. And we ended that way and we yeah. can carry that out. We can yep. carry that in our hearts and we can carry it out to others. Thank you so yeah. much, Regina. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you today. for inviting me. I God appreciate bless it. your ministry. Keep going. Okay. Thank okay. you. God, God bless. Bye-bye. We are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the Mission Revive podcast. We humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with Jesus. We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiving our website at revivehopeandhealing.com 
or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.